0: Hello, welcome to the Darling Mom Podcast. I'm Jill. And I'm Shandy. We invite you on a journey to discover where you are still growing up.
1: The Darling Mom Podcast fields your questions, no matter how personal or practical, and offers the responsive voice of a mother in return. So, so Shandy. Jump.
0: <laughs> we're jumping in. We're jumping on in, because it is, uh, let's see, I mean, like 10 to ten days to two weeks before, yeah, before Christmas, yeah. And you and I were just talking about the complexity of Christmas, um, and really wanted to address some things uh, that we've been feeling and hearing from other friends and listeners. And so, um, I just wanted to start out by acknowledging what a stressful season this is and can be. And what a beautiful season it can and is. Um, but I looked up a statistic on the American Psychological Association that said 44% of women say that the holiday season greatly increases their stress level. Mm. And um, then they went on to pull the 44 that said that they were stressed, and 45 of them said they would just opt out. Mm. just said, like, let's fast forward through Christmas, um, to get to the other side, and that wasn't shocking to me, because Mm -hmm. there are really conflicting feelings around the holidays, so, um, Jill, I don't know where you want to start, but I'm going to let you, uh, Again, sure. Sure.
1: No, I think um, I think it is so conflicting. I think um, there are so many longings present. This time of year, and um, both in us and those we love, and then I also think um, in those longings, sometimes they become ampl- amplified because of unmet needs um, from the past, from even from like childhood, like longings and things that we wanted the holidays to be, and maybe they weren't, and so we kind of carry those things in our bodies, and maybe make like, um, it's like we create expectations over our experiences because we're still kind of trying to meet that thing we didn't get way back when. And I'm, I'm not saying that's true for everybody, but I know that I can resonate with that. Um, and then I can also like kind of come to a place where like, I'm also wanting to create really meaningful experiences for my kids and for just for my family. And so I can become pressurized in that too. Um, and, and, and like almost want to preempt pain, you know, like I want to do it right, so I'll preempt pain for them. And that's not really possible. That's not saying I can't create meaningful things, but it's not up to me to preempt all the pain in their lives. So that was one category that I just um, felt like was very real is the whole idea of what can trigger us, um, around the holidays. And so I thought if we talked about that a little bit, Shannon, um, and what we personally might do, um, to respond to our own triggers or even to acknowledge those in other people. Um, so yeah. So if you have thoughts around that,
0: Mm. well, I do but I wish they were like exemplary thoughts. <laughs> but I have a, a negative example from this past week. So Jill and I both have a December birthday child. Um, and I never intended to have a December birthday. Um, my, my child was due on November the 30th and she was born um, two weeks and a day late on December 15th. And I've been upset about it for 15 years um, because it just makes the holiday more complicated. And she is very vocal about her needs. And so um, it, my desire, like you just said, mm-hmm. preemptively, you know, make trying to contain or her not having pain around being a December child, yeah. which you know, like, good Lord, the amount of pressure that I've put on myself um, thus far to make her birthday set aside and, you know, not wrapping anything in Christmas wrap and whatever. Um, I've made it pretty complicated. And mm-hmm. so this last week I was just in a trigger where I, she was um, wanting some new bedroom furniture. She's a teenager. So I bought some really cheap ikea type stuff which is always a mistake for me it's just a bad bad plan um so the setup was there right like i'm trying to to give her what she wants but also not want to kill her when she puts 400 different cups from the kitchen on said furniture so i figured a hundred dollar dresser is way better anyway um my husband got sick with the flu, and I am an Enneagram 8 and do not love the detailed part of putting together furniture. But I was feeling so pressurized because Christmas is like, boom, coming, right? But her birthday is this week. Yeah. And so, like a madwoman, I sat with that child in her tiny bedroom putting together these you know tiny allen wrenches like you know (laughs) I get caught in the corners and like you're nicking yourself and it's never tight enough without my husband helping me even though I'm so mad that I need help and Mm -hmm. so I did it I will say one of her side tables should never be used to go away um you know for real like it can maybe handle (laughs) like um a charger like that's where we're at But it looks good, so that's that's something. But anyway, the pressure was mounting, right? And then my husband gets sick, and I am being so harsh with him, poor guy. Um, And, you know, not all of it was my fault either, but I needed to try to contain the chaos Mm. that is the holiday and this child's birthday Mm. at all costs. It felt like I was you know, already on a running track and I had to go to the end and I just didn't see a place to pause mm-hmm. or even bring sanity to that whole situation um, until I went to counseling this week. So um, I think that the, I've talked to a couple friends this week about, mm-hmm. you know, just being triggered by the amount on my plate and life right like there's always gonna be the sick person or the extra yeah parties or whatever and we all have a threshold for that and so it's not a trigger like you know capital t trauma I, I feel like the holidays sometimes I mean we can have past capital t trauma but a lot of times for me it's like little t trauma little t trauma little t trauma um, and just things that are outside of my control yeah. and it finally hits a threshold and then I'm bonkers Yeah, and I'm, you know, six hours in with an Allen wrench and nobody's happy in yeah. my house. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's also real, like the compounding little t traumas or little triggers or whatever that they're not life and death, but they are taxing to your body and to your experience. And so I'm curious as you got to go like to counseling and stuff and you you know got to talk this out a little bit. Like if you could go back, what would you do uh, differently or what would you say to yourself? How would you help yourself pause and kind of like um yeah, step outside like that. You know, I don't know that real linear train track that you can't see a way to get off of. Like, what would you do? How would you do that different?
0: Uh, what I wish I had done is um, had a more adult brain moment where where I recognize the flu doesn't last forever, mm. and so my husband is going to get well in a few days, which would have happened before her birthday. Mm. And he and I work really well in those things together, and he's much faster at that stuff because he's a Enneagram 5 and doesn't want to scream at all directions in the world. <laughs> um, which is, you know, that's why we need all the numbers. All people. the
1: numbers, all the numbers. All the numbers,
0: all the time. Um, and I wish I had just taken all those boxes of board and put them in the garage mm-hmm. where I couldn't even see them. And I wish I had set the child down, who's a teenager, and just said, the truth is, I'm really overwhelmed. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, If you want to help me, we can do one thing, but not everything this weekend. And just backed down the intensity. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. No, that's so good. Like... (laughs) just to look up a little bit and realize like there's more time and more space than you're aware of in the moment and and really like gosh i think that's such a good like lesson even to give your kid is to say you know, I'm overwhelmed and I need to do this differently. This is how I'm going to be kind to myself. I mean, like that's a good, that's good modeling. Like we need to be living that way. And I really heard you too say, um, just that you were so mad that you needed help and help didn't feel available to you at, at that time. And so it also seems so kind that like you could think, okay, Carl can help me like, he like we do this well. So I'm not I, I don't have to be in a place where I'm furious that there's no help available because there is, it's just not right now. So that is so, so good. And part of, part of what I'm wondering for all of us, because we're going to have triggers, we're going to have the extra over the holidays. I wish we weren't, but that's just not, tr- I mean, that's just, life is going to bring us things. And right. so what I'm, what I'm wondering for, for all of us if is if we could, um, imagine those kind of like practices for ourselves like ahead of time like what will I do when I become triggered and like just like you said like you couldn't see it in the moment until you you went to counseling like you couldn't so I think that's why it's like important to think ahead and kind of even if it's maybe not the thing that is going to totally tend to whatever trigger comes up the fact that you'll have something in your back pocket to pull out and look at and say i'm going to do this i think it at least provides the space to pause and maybe the space to imagine what it is you might actually need if that's if that's not it
0: yeah that would have been really handy had I <laughs> thought about some practices. And I think in the past, um, for me anyway, as just a hard charger, mm. the way that I have managed chaos is by controlling it. Yeah. And and I know, like, everyone cannot send me 40 quotes on how we're not in control. I, I know. <laughs> but... Um, but it sure feels like I am sometimes and I really like it. Um, It's my drug of choice, right? Like it makes things feel like I am powerful enough to have all the Christmas gifts wrapped or whatever the task is Mm -hmm. that brings down what my body is feeling. And so I'm really wading into a lot of new territory where can I – choose to go and do yoga Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or take a walk or go get a massage or all the self-care things right just be out in the sun a bit or whatever it is and let the task stay on my to-do list
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah and um i just don't have a lot of practice so i just uh want to acknowledge that for some of you if you haven't been practicing some of these things long, like tons of kindness around any small victory, yeah. right? Like you don't have to put off like your largest Christmas task and your family wonders why you've suddenly taken up yoga.
1: Um, you know? <laughs> Sorry kids, no Christmas yoga instead. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. You know what mom has chosen? I've chosen yoga. Yeah. I'm just going to dump all the pieces of your tricycle right in your like this <laughs> morning. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, but I am inviting, I think, a nuanced place, Jill, of yeah. saying um, <clears throat> there are some things that I have that are long-standing, like being in counseling, and thank God that my counselor kind of caught my cycle there. Yeah. but. We also don't have to put extra pressure. I guess that's what I'm really saying. It's like, it's just okay to do what you do best. Um, So maybe look at the cards that are already in your back pocket. And then if you want to try out one new one or something, that's great too. But we don't have to go to extremes.
1: No, and that's really good to say, Shan, because this isn't about putting one more thing on your to-do list for you to do right. That's not what this is about. Excuse me. It's more just about like, where's the kindness where is the kindness and I don't care how big it is I mean it can be the tiniest piece of kindness but if it's a shift for your heart towards goodness for yourself and others then it then it is a victory so it can be so small um yeah yeah, what about you Mm. I would
0: love to hear um just some of your practices that you're already thinking about ahead of time
1: well it was funny I um I think for me, it's going to be they're going to be long standing practices like and I was actually remembering one time when I was super triggered and you had to remind me what my like ways of caring for myself were like for me in particular, it can really be like music, like a worship song. And that can really be settling to me. And it doesn't take a lot of time. I can stick my earbuds in. I can be still or I can be moving, whatever. But like in those triggered moments, sometimes we can't remember. Um, what, you know what it is that actually helps us, and I think that's kind of why I'm saying like, can we think ahead? Because like that day I needed you to remind me, and so I'm, i you know, I'm even wondering like, could we, could we set aside um, just those names in our head of people we know who can remind us what what's helpful to us, and can we reach out? Because what what I kind of got in counseling this last time is just another reminder of my propensity to go inside instead of reach out when reaching out is actually what I need to do. And that and again the reach out can be small. I don't have to call you or someone else and talk for 2 hours, but could I just send a text and just say, "I am really having a hard time. Would you pray for me or do you have time for a 10-minute call or, you know, just just small things?" But it's it's doing the opposite of my normal and the opposite is the more kind thing. Um, so, so I would, I would honestly just suggest, like, think of names who can help you remember what is good okay. for you and reach that's out.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Like, have a Christmas team.
1: Yeah, uh, a Christmas team. I love that.
0: <laughs> like, seriously, because, I mean, I know this is so cheesy, but there's a lot of acknowledgement around elves and Xanta. You know, seriously, like there's a lot, of all the things in the world, we actually say that this one guy gets a ton of support (laughs) and for the love of all things. I'm serious. No, it's just
1: cracking me up.
0: Like you always hear that, right? So it's the one dude who's supposed to be the gift giver, but let's be honest about how many mom Santas there are out there, and there's no expletive elves helping yes and so who are your people that might go to target with you to get stocking stuffers or um like you said you can text and be like today you know i'm about to kill yes um, the christmas spirit yes. and <laughs> uh, in, in all my people like it's about to go down totally um, yeah just write a couple names down yeah, or like text them and say, like, you're on my Christmas team. I can already feel my body ramping up. Yeah, I'm already concerned about an interaction with a family member or whatever the dynamic is. And they are multiple because we are engaging with usually, you know, many more family members than on a day to day basis.
1: Yes, that's so good. And even giving your friends like the freedom, like saying, hey, <clears throat> I may text you on Christmas day. I It is okay if you don't text me back, but mm-hmm. I want you, I just need to know I have somewhere to put this. I know you'll get back to me when you can. Like, so it's not a pressurized thing for anyone. It's just, can you reach out? And I have, like, like a silly example, but one of my good friends here, we were working out yesterday, and we laughed so hard because we both suck at wrapping. Like when, <clears throat> Not, like, putting things in cute bags. I rock at that. But when you have to <laughs> actually wrap, you know, big, big, hunky things. I mean, and we got so, like, just tickled, and we're laughing so hard. But, like, I, I was telling her, I was like, I actually blessed the fact that I can't rap and I've blessed that for a few years now. So I think you need to let yourself off the hook because you can't rap either. Because she was just kind of in like almost that shame place of like, what's wrong with me? Why can't like it just didn't look right. And it made me so angry. It didn't look right. And I spent all this time and I bought the right paper and I even watched a video. I mean, she was so <laughs> cute. She was awesome. But I totally got it because I can be, I have been in that place where I wanted something to look so perfect, you know, and, and have this perfect image. And I'm not there anymore. Honestly, I just say I don't like to wrap. And my kids even, like, I wrap I things along the way. Well, I put things in bags with cute tissue paper along the way of the Christmas month and stick it under the tree. And uh, my little guy said, I wish you'd put everything out like just Christmas Eve. It's more exciting that way. And I just said, I hear you, buddy. And I'm not gonna do that <laughs> because it's too much work for me. And if you want an angry mother Christmas morning, then we could do that. But if you want a peaceful mother, this is way, the way we're gonna do things. You know, he just kind of looked at me like, okay. <laughs> but, but it is those those things that can be small. But, like, that is actually a kind Christmas practice for me. I rap along the way, so I don't have one hellish night on Christmas Eve.
0: Absolutely. I've done the same thing with stockings. Mm. Is I used to, like, because when my kids were smaller, you know, you're hiding everything from yes. the secrecy. And I just have to say, I was amazing at keeping secrets from my kids. I had to tell all three of them that Santa wasn't real. Nobody was ever going to get it um, over here. <laughs> but just sorting the stuff because yeah. they're all older now like I have to make sure that it's kind of even and that it's yeah. going to be enough to fill stocking and stuff like that so I just get a meet your target bag and it's in my master closet and they could come look at it if they want but that's their own spoiling of surprise yeah and then I just sort it as I get stuff and then I know <laughs> when I've hit that threshold and so it is like not setting yourself up for a really stressful evening or whatever it is that's kindness to me
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure um yeah so i think that's really what we're just speaking like what ways can we bring kindness and can we think ahead about those things like not because it it really is hard to move out of those like neural pathways that are really just grooved in deep Right to do something different. So can the, the something different just be thought of now, um, rather than when you're already way down the line. Um, and, and then I think the other thing that I really wanted to bring up is I I have been hearing from different friends um, a lot this in this last week just about the heaviness of the season and um really like not that I want to like freak anybody out but really like. Um, a heavy presence of like death Um, you know I'm I'm hearing people um, just really feeling like they feel despair and they feel hopeless and um, I think what I want to say about that is I've actually watched that pattern for years now happen around this time of year Um, especially for those of us who who know Jesus there's i think because the life of jesus is actually being celebrated that he that he came to be with us Um, it's like i really feel like all darkness wants to come in and um, speak the opposite which is death and despair and hopelessness and so i don't know if you have anything to say about that but i just want to acknowledge that um, because that's a really hard thing to come up against and to say within that That sometimes when we experience those things, we assume it's all us. Like, man, I'm just so down. And not to say that we all don't have hard feelings and things that are real. But I do think that there can be just like heavy, like a heavy spirit over us at this time that isn't all us and that we can kind of get rid of.
0: Right. So. Um, what would a practice what what does your practice look like in prayer or worship mm. or how how do you help dispel that dark feeling
1: yeah that's that's really good. Um, one of my one of my favorite things to pray <clears throat> is to just really speak over myself and my family that we are seated inside of Jesus at the right hand of the Father, like that we're part of the dance of the Trinity. Like I probably say those things out loud, pray them out loud almost daily um, because that is our position um, as like, I hate the word victory, but I don't know what to say. What else to say right now? But like victorious Christians, like and not saying that like life isn't hard and blah blah. Of course, but that's who we are. That's where we are um, in the spiritual realm. So I really speak that over us, and then just really say, saying against death that no, the life of Jesus Christ is a, is alive and well in me today. That is much stronger than death. Um, and that will always be true. So I, I will I will say things like that. Um, there's also um, on the Ransomed Heart app or Ransomed Heart website they have a prayer called the Life Prayer and it's really just scripture about the life of Jesus just maybe put in their own words a little bit. Um, but I appreciate that one too because it, it is just saying the very opposite of, of what all um, things of death are saying.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really helpful, Jill. And as you just said, death a minute ago, I, it really took me to the amount of people who are in grief yeah. this time of year. Yeah. And I felt like the world addresses that, but, um, it is a trauma. Mm-hmm. So if you have lost someone in the last yeah. few years, there can just be a lot of reliving, yeah. um, I lost my dad through the Christmas season last year. And so, um, looking back on that year, it was a crappy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we were trying to handle hospice care in all kinds of complexity. And then I... I struggled to let go of some things and then I let some things go that was really sad mm. that we didn't do last year mm-hmm. and so I at Thanksgiving talked to my kids and just said we're kind of redoing two Christmases in one and I just want you to know that I'm aware that I was not present last year mm. because I was handling this really adult place of being an adult daughter with a dying father yeah
1: yeah and
0: so we went through a lot of motions and I'm sorry that it can't always be all happy you know um candy canes and stuff Because life is hard sometimes, but I do have a desire, like we talked more in the Thanksgiving one, to just really deeply connect back Mm. to the goodness of some traditions, and also not to bring, like, I don't mean two for one, like I have to do it twice as, you know, well or whatever, but really saying, like, last year held a lot of deep sadness, and we're in a different place as a family this year. And so I want to invite us back, like you were saying, back into the Mm life-giving truth that we serve a God that sent his son to be among and with us. Um, So I feel, you know, still some of the sadness Mm -hmm. of what last year held. And I know so many people are just dealing with a really complex situation. you know, holiday. And so I don't want to leave the podcast without saying like, we are aware that Mm. it's not just the, you know, getting stockings filled and that kind of thing. Yeah, It can be much larger than that.
1: Definitely. That's, that's so good to, to bring up. And I've been aware just, you know, in my community of people who've experienced loss and, um, yeah, there's so much pain wrapped up in this in this season as well, and and the thought I just had while you were talking, Shan, was, um, I think sometimes uh, maybe this isn't true for everyone, but it can be for me when I'm really sad and I don't really want to be sad. I can kind of resist that sadness and resist the the grief that I that I do carry, and I actually think that. Um, that makes our bodies and our experiencing experiences even more distressful. Like it, it like it, it compounds it. Rather than just, just like if you feel sad, just sinking in to like this is really sad right now and letting yourself be there. And of course, you're gonna have to come out. But it, whatever grief you do carry, it is worth honoring it by being in it, at least for a time. Yeah.
0: Right. That's that's really good. with ne- With everything that we've said today, it's really how can we embrace the reality
1: mm-hmm.
0: of what the holiday holds, and do it with a lot of care and kindness towards ourselves, towards others, and bring some of the, you know, sky's the limit kind of expectations down to earth yeah. a bit. Yeah and then stay in the grief that is real too, as much as is kind. Um, and that's so much more of what I feel invited to this year.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's so good. So, um, thank you all so much for listening. We're just, um, we are mindful just of, of all of you who listen and your different lives. And, um, we do just wish you good things. Um, And um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back again
0: and talk soon. Thanks so much.